feel this is their year. They must be playing defensive. Michael's not coming up for this one. Thinks he's done enough. Hello and welcome to the United Community Podcast and we're back with episode number nine of the podcast and by God have we got something to talk about tonight. Oh, Cristiano Ronaldo, what are you doing to me? Obviously, where have you been if you haven't heard Cristiano Ronaldo after coming out with an absolute game changer of an interview? Uh, so we're going to dive into what he said, the quotes. He's had some harsh words to say about Ten Hag about the club, even about Ralph Ranick. Uh, so we're going to dive into that. But it's not all going to be negative. We're also going to talk about Garnacho and how good he can potentially be. We're going to give our midweek season review and, or sorry, our mid-season review and our mid-season team of the season. We're going to look back at some of the predictions that we went with. We're also going to talk a little bit about the World Cup uh, and who can potentially win it. And then, of course, our Whale of the Week. Uh, it's going to be a very interactive one as, as well, guys. Get all your thoughts and your comments into the chat. Obviously, uh, massive breaking news in the last uh, 24 hours or so around Ronaldo. Um, but again, as usual, we have uh, Ricey back on uh, for another week. Um, how are you doing, man? Well, Jack, how are you? All good. All good. So, look, let's get into it straight away. And obviously, the main talking point in the world over the last 24 hours uh, has been Cristiano Ronaldo uh, and this groundbreaking interview that he's done with Pierce Morgan. Now, we've only got snippets of it. Uh, obviously, the main interview is coming in a two-part series, uh, both Wednesday and Thursday. Um, but we're going to start off by running through some of the some of the comments maybe that he made uh, and, you know, some of the issues that he brought up and, and and things like that. And I'd like to know, obviously, what obviously you're going to get Ricey's opinion here. I'd like you to get your opinions into the chat as well, guys. Let me know what you think. Uh, and, of course, smash a like on the video if you're watching live on YouTube. Uh, so let's start out. Obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo done an interview with Pierce Morgan. It wasn't a sanctioned interview by any stretch of the imagination with Manchester United. Uh, and he's had some damning things to say about the club and some individuals within the club. Uh, he he basically has come out and said he feels betrayed by Manchester United for trying to force him out of the club. Uh, he says he has no respect for boss Eric Ten Hag uh, because he doesn't show respect for me. Um, so, you know, it's... it's, it's um, it's not it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Uh he was asked as well, uh, you know, about hierarchy trying to force him out of the club. Ronaldo said, yes, uh, not only the coach, uh, but the other two or three guys around the club, I feel betrayed. Uh when quizzed again about this, about you know, senior club executives trying to oust him, uh, he said, Honestly, I don't know, I don't care. People should hear the truth. Yes, I feel betrayed. Some people don't want me here, uh, not only this year. Uh, but last year too. Um, he goes on as well then to say, he was asked obviously about individuals. Uh, and for example, uh, an, an interesting point he says is how a club like Manchester United sacked Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. They bring in a sporting director, Ralph Ranić, 
which is something nobody understands. This guy is not even a coach. A big club like Manchester United bringing in a sporting director's uh, surprise, not only me, but all the world. I didn't even know who he was. Um, and of course, then, the one area I suppose I can agree with him on is in relation to maybe the facilities that he was surprised with. He mentioned that nothing changed. And not only the jacuzzi, the pool, the gym, uh, even some points of technology, the kitchens, the chef, uh, all basically remained the same uh, since he left and since, you know, subsequently he came back. Obviously, Ricey, you're not a United fan, so as an outsider looking in, I'd like to get your thoughts on it before I give you mine. Because um, I'm not going to go easy on them, but I'd like to know what you think. Yeah, well, I don't think anybody can really defend the manner he came out in. Like, uh, if something similar along the same lines of what Lukaku done last year and like Lukaku essentially signed, sealed and delivered his own execution got shipped off to Milan on a year or two year loan that's obviously what he wanted that's the reason he came out and said that that he missed Milan I know they're two different scenarios but it's along the same lines just shows the power of media these days also like why go to Piers Morgan Oh, like he's very he's like Marmite he's yeah you love him or you hate him he went did this like this is obviously publicity for Piers Morgan too Ronaldo obviously had this on his chest like does this come back to when did Ronaldo know at Christmas this was going to happen remember when was it Chris or not Christmas um at the end of the season remember at the end of pre-season he came out didn't he and said oh everything will be unveiled in an interview in a couple of weeks or something like that not never really materialized is this the interview he was on about maybe it was just delayed i'm a big fan of ronaldo and like a cred credit to him for the kind of listening career that he's had but i can't really defend in any way that although i do agree with certain points he has I don't think United have good owners i think they've won the worst owners in the premier league for the way the club is run yeah they pump in money but to throw money to almost just cover up potholes. They don't actually tar the whole road. Um, but the way Ronaldo came out in this, as much as I'd be a fan of him, I can't really defend him. And it's almost like he's trying to, like, not that he's trying to, but he's ruining his legacy at United. Like, I see here just from his previous Cynthia United, he has nine trophies, won his three Premier Leagues, Champions League. Like, he won a lot of individual honours there too, Ballon d'Or. World Player of the Year, you know from going back with United, United have a lot of players that have a lot of trophies, like a Keane, Neville, uh, like all the class of 92, they, like it's gigs, they have 10, 11, 12 Premier League titles. Um, so he's not stand out there on his own and anything like that. Maybe for individual awards, he has a lot, but he is pulling down that legacy. But I, I, I think... I think one of the important words you said there is individual awards. Yeah. And that's all he, I think he's ever... Now, look, and we know as fans, and we could take that, you know, you know, the fact that he was very selfish and he it was all about him and not about the team, you know. And I think that's okay when you have a prime Ronaldo at 24 years of age that's absolutely ripping it up and winning Ballon d'Ors and scoring 40 goals, you know, a season. But when you have... A 37-year-old Ronaldo, who's nowhere near as good as he was, uh, and he still 
believes himself and he still thinks himself that he should be the main man that everything revolves around, uh, it's, it's you know, it's just, it's never going to end well. It really isn't, you know. And, like, I have to say, you're talking about legacy there. I think his, you know, and, and I've listened to a lot of stuff today about, you know, different outlets saying about legacy and people will say, look, in 20 years' time, you know, people won't remember this part of Ronaldo's United legacy. It'll be the three leagues in a row, a Champions League on top of that, along with a Ballon d'Or. And I don't think that's the case. I think for a lot of fans, this is going to, this is really, really going to damage his legacy. He'll always be, you know, one of Manchester United's greatest players. Does he go down as a Manchester United legend now? Not in my eyes anymore. Um, I'm absolutely disgusted with him, you know, and some of the things that he's come out with and some of the statements that he said, you know, to come out and, and publicly, publicly, I suppose, go against your, your, your current club who, who's paying you fucking 500 grand a week. Right. And not only that to come out against your manager, come out against a previous manager. So if we look at the last two managers for Manchester United, obviously Eric Ten Hag and Ralph Franjic, both of them didn't, you know, Ralph Rangnick pulled him off a couple of times and he wasn't happy about it through his ties in, the, you know, out of the pram. Um, Eric Ten Hag obviously is not using him the way Ronaldo would like to be used. Uh, and he doesn't like it. And he's, I think he's a petty, petty, petty man for some of the things he's come out with. To go, you know, to, to stick the knife in Eric Ten Hag, you know, and say that he feels betrayed. Now, for, for someone to come out and say, I feel betrayed, this is a lad that in 2009 said he felt like a, that he was being caged. He was a caged animal at Manchester United when they wouldn't let him leave. Then he comes back and he hands in a transfer request in the summer, publicly says that he wants to leave. He misses pre-season. Now, with pre-season, he did say it was a family issue. Uh, and I will always, always take that at face value because supposedly it was his three-month-old daughter was sick uh, and was in hospital and he couldn't go. And I will always take that at face value because if he's lying about that, then it, you know, it's it's not, you know, it's not something anyone should ever do. So you'd always take that at face value. But then he comes back into the squad. He misses preseason, and Ten Hag basically is saying he's not up to speed. That's why I'm not starting him. And you know, he plays the last preseason game, leaves at halftime. Wasn't the only one that left. Okay, absolutely. That's you know, no issue there. He was reprimanded. Uh, you know, you fast forward into October. Um, he was left on the bench against City, uh, and Ten Hag said, "I'm not bringing the man out of respect." You know, and you go. Was it two weeks later then against Spurs? Refused to come onto the pitch as a substitute. Storms down the tunnel before full time. So that's the second time that he leaves before, you know, while his teammates are still out on the pitch. He gets suspended then for the next game. And, you know, now he comes out with all of this while he's still being paid by the club. I think his legacy is in tatters, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I do. Like... Uh... I can't, I can't see any reason why he came out by by this. Uh, like the the clear thing is he wants to leave the club. I was reading different articles today. One of the articles was saying he knows what he's doing here. He knows the club will terminate his contract now. He'll have of more. He does. He'll have more glamorous offers if he's a free agent 
and doesn't have to be bought out of a contract or anything like I know United are probably let him go for free anyway if a possible suitor came in. But um yeah, just that comment they put there, Piers Morgan must be buzzing when Cristiano Ronaldo said he'd do the interview. Uh, Ronaldo is a dumbass in this situation. He tried to leave in the summer and nobody wanted him. Yeah, you can't you can't really falter that comment. Like he did come out to, in I was looking at the press today. I see Ferdinand has kind of some of the United players are kind of trying to smoothen it over. I won't say fully defend Ronaldo, but they're trying to make it not as a big deal as possible, saying it's been a misunderstanding between him and the club. The only uh the only pundit I heard trying to defend him was Graham Souness. Yeah. Like I don't know why he's trying to defend him. Like Souness absolutely slated. Lukaku when he was in the same situation last year. Well, I think Graham soon like you know him. Everyone knows my thoughts on Graham Soonis. I think he's a fool. Um, yeah, and he's so contradictive. And I think he takes any excuse to dig the club out a little bit more. And I think that's the only reason why he's siding with, um, you know Cristiano Ronaldo. But look, I, 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 there's certain things like I said there that I totally agree with. You know, and I'm sure we will obviously will hear the full interview. You know, tomorrow. Yeah, the, the only day. thing is, yeah, we can't buy into it too much yet because, like, still has a lot, to, a lot has to come. Still, like Piers Morgan took snippets there. What he thinks will get people talking. He's got the whole half the world talking. Yeah, from the snippets he's taken out. That a lot of these could be taken out of context. I know. Can't be massively taken out of context. You can hear him saying it, but like the whole in the whole um the whole interview should be interesting. But it does put one thing. It puts United. I said it on the podcast last week. United go two steps forward. They think they're getting a bit of clear ground, and they go three backwards. It's been but a few rough what? years for them. Right, and I I understand what you're saying. I don't think this is a backward step, uh, and. The reason why I don't is because I think Eric Ten Hag has handled this situation perfectly. I really do. So, you know, obviously Ronaldo steps out of line. He's reprimanded. He brings him, he get like, Ronaldo refuses to come onto the pitch. That's, a, you know, a sackable offence. Not a sackable offence, but it's grounds for, right, you're never playing for the club again. You know, stick him in the reserves until the next transfer window. Um, Ten Hag, you know, reprimanded him he got a one game ban and he was back into the team and he's actually been playing an awful lot over the last maybe four or five weeks uh, and I think Ten Hag knows that he handled it well as well you know what I mean he said look this these are the rules if you don't follow the rules you get reprimanded and I think sorry. the way go on sorry there to interrupt you just I'm just looking at Twitter here and there's only after there 15 and a half eh, 15 minutes ago there's after being a new release of a new clip of this where Cristiano Ronaldo states, I couldn't make pre-season because of family issues. The board and the president of Manchester United didn't believe me that something was going wrong. This made me feel very bad. It hurts me. We spent one week in hospital with my daughter, but they doubted my words. Yeah, well, that's on the owners of the club. That's, but this flips you know, it too. Like if well, I had bosses and if I was calling in sick to work because if I had a daughter and she was sick and they were like making out as if they didn't really believe me that she was sick. Yeah, like this, like it can turn tables in a bit, like. Well, it can, but if he is so up in arms about this, why doesn't he go to Manchester United and say terminate my contract? I'll tell you why, because he's earning fucking five hundred grand a week. You know what I mean? So money comes into it as well in the back of it. Now, obviously, you know 
the health of a child. And obviously he did lose a child, which is, you know, something unthinkable. Um, but you have to you have to weigh it up. And 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 that is, you know, I if, if that's the way he feels and that's the way it happened in relation to pre-season, then that's on the owners and the hierarchy that said they didn't believe him, you know. I don't see how he turns around to the manager and sticks the knife into him. I don't understand why he sticks the knife into Ralph Ranić, who's not even at the club anymore. Um, I, I, you know what I mean. I just, it's, it's just. But going back to what you were saying there about a backwards step, I think Ronaldo's hanging himself here. I really do because what club in the right mind is going to come out and buy Cristiano Ronaldo? And pay him minimum 300 grand a week after he's seen he's airing all of his dirty laundry on his current club. Like, what club is going to want to buy him now? I'd go to Arsenal if I was him, and I hope they win the league. Why would Mikel Arteta buy him? Mikel Arteta. He's Cristiano Ronaldo. It doesn't matter. He's not buying him, he's getting him for free. Yeah, but he's after getting rid of one troublemaker in a dressing room already with uh, Aubameyang because he wants to set a certain culture within the club. And we can see the benefits of that now. Why would he reverse it and bring in a lad that the whole club has to revolve around? I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think Ronaldo is going to get a Real Madrid or back to someone like no. that. Juventus, but I don't think that he will be stuck for a big club. Maybe not, but by all accounts, he's obviously not going to go to PSG like with Messi and that there mid-season anyway. But by all accounts, he was. Supposedly, if if a, if a suitable suitor did come in for him last summer, he was he was going to be allowed to leave, uh, but no one came in for him, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. It's I, I I the only way I can see it now is, and I I have been looking on on Twitter and I've been trying to you know filter it by the, you know the the, the tier one journalists, you know the the duckers and in the Telegraph and you know lads like that, um, you know and and they've been saying now that United are looking at, you know legal action against him if possible to terminate a contract and and things like that like even like it got like how petty it was like for him to come out and talk about Wayne Rooney and say I don't know why you know he, he criticizes me when he wasn't he's uh, Rooney made... did criticize him a bit like and I always thought that with Rooney too and I like Rooney I don't like Ronaldo having a pop off Rooney but Rooney has previously had pops off Ronaldo and I was like why you had a good partnership, you had a good friendship. Why are you popping off him? Well, and Rooney did all, on numerous occasions. Well, basically, all that Rooney said was was that Roy Keane wouldn't allow. Basically, he was saying Roy Keane wouldn't have allowed that in his dressing room, you know. But for Ronaldo to turn around then and say maybe it's because I'm still playing and he's not, and I'm better looking than him. I mean, that, I mean, come on, man, you're not fucking fourteen years of age. He's better looking than him, though. Yeah, he's better looking than him. But mm. Jesus Christ, the fucking goat would be able to tell you that. You know, um, I don't know. I do you see a solution to this other than him terminating the con terminating his contract? No, no I mean, way. It, it to no me, way. it just seems like it's it's bridges burned now. And um, yeah, let's get into some of the comments here. See what people are saying. Um, Liam says, "How on earth have the Glazers lasted so long?" DKC says, "Enough about Ronaldo." Uh, Ricey shows the rest of your sitting room. <laughs> Uh, Robbie D says that's his lounge. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, who would want him in their club now? Says Ben. Um, 
Paul says, uh, if he was a real man, knock on Ten Hag's door and trash it out like men, uh, not to be petty uh, and go to a media stunt like that. Um, Twig says, Ricey is speaking facts. Um, but yeah, look, I don't want to dwell on it too much longer. No, um, we will look, we will see over once this interview comes out, like we'll be talking on a pod next Monday, it'll make things a lot clearer. Like, we're playing a guessing game now. We have, we're after getting not even three minutes worth of clips of a 90 minute interview, like this could be put out in any way. They're putting out little spoilers, little teasers to get everybody interested. That could be, this could be nearly totally taken out of context. Not taken out of context because Pier, Piers Morgan isn't looking to do Cristiano Ronaldo because they're friends. This wasn't really an interview as such. It was more of a conversation. Piers Morgan isn't quizzing him on things that are going to, that Cristiano Ronaldo won't be able to answer or will find difficult to answer. Yeah. Do you get my drift? Like he's yeah. like, this is all pre-planned, premeditated. It's not going into like an interview room where he doesn't know what's going to be thrown at him. Yeah, well, I was listening to TalkSport today and Pierce Morgan was on talking about it. And that's the one question that they, that I think it was Laura Woods was was asking him, said, have you challenged him on any of these statements in the full interview? And he says, yeah, I have. I, I, you'll see it in it. I have challenged him on some points. Um, but I totally agree with you. This is going to be, you know, Pierce Morgan is not going to sit down with Ronaldo without Ronaldo dictating the way the interview is going to go. You well, know Piers what I mean? Pierce Morgan be sucking the cock off him. <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> But one thing you could say to Cristiano Ronaldo And it's a life lesson here You know um, You don't re- You just You don't return to your toxic ex Yeah That's true Because they'll drag true. you into their toxic shit And that's yeah. what United are after doing to Ronaldo Yeah It's true It's true Yeah look I don't know I mean um, you know, it just annoys the life out of me, you know, saying I don't respect the manager, you know, and then he announced he wanted to leave. He refused to come on as a sub. He walked off the bench. He left before the game finished, you know, and he thinks that he's been disrespected. He's, you know, and another thing before we finish up on Ronaldo, this kind of, this throwaway statement to try and get the fans on his side saying, oh, I love the fans and I love the club and, you know, they've always supported me. I don't fucking think they're supporting him on this one. I really don't because if you do what he's done, and again, I know we've only seen, you know, a few minutes of, of clips, but by the looks of it, he's gone all out war against Manchester United as a club and, and supporters do not, you know, take that lightly. You know, as much as we love Ronaldo and as much as we love what he's done for the club, we support Manchester United and not Cristiano Ronaldo, you know. So, um, anyway, let's get on to more positive things. Uh, obviously, Manchester United had a good win. Uh, well, I won't say a good win, a good result. Uh, not particularly a good performance against uh, against Fulham yesterday. And, of course, the star of the show was Garnacho. Uh, and, again, look, we... Us as United fans, and fans in general, can get very carried away when you see a, you know, a young prospect coming through like that. Um, again, you not being a Manchester United fan, I'd like to get your take on him in relation to how good he you think he is, or how good he potentially could be. Yeah, sorry, say that again there, Jack. Sorry, I was in. <laughs> Sorry. Do you know we're live, yeah? I know, I was I was thinking there about Ronaldo. <laughs> right, so Gar- Garnacho, um 
I, I'd like your take as, again, an outsider, um, you know, the fact that United fans and fans in general can get carried away when a new player comes through like this, a new prospect. Uh, but you looking from the outside in, how good do you think he is uh, and maybe how good potentially do you think he can be? Well, look, it's very early doors from yet, but he has hit the ground running from an outside perspective. He looks very like looks very exciting in one of the kind of top clubs the last person that we've kind of maybe seen come on a scene come on the scene like this you could maybe say and I, I'm not saying I know there's a long way to go yet but is potentially someone like Phil Foden yeah big club I thought you were going to say Phil Jones no 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 <laughs> uh just to come on the scene like this like, as I said, he has a long way to go, but that winner he scored the other night was a big statement. I was just, I didn't know a whole lot about him, so I had to do a bit of looking up on him. I thought he came through United's academy because no. the way United were letting on, they were kind of letting on in our, our academy player. United play, paid 420000 for him as a 16-year-old. So yeah, this lad is coming to United with a big reputation. It's yeah. not as if United created this player. I thought, like, he's been with United since he's... 10 or 11 years old this is the way like the paper twitter all be giving off these vibes he came they battled it out i read with um borussia dortmund and real madrid for a signature and paid four hundred twenty thousand for a 16 year old now they're starting to reap the rewards of that he looks like a fine player fantastic player on that left even the ball was it last week he did that? He gave that ball in for the goal. Yeah, for, for McTominay. Yeah. Like, he had two assists that night. Yeah. And then I see people worried. I was reading things about contracts and all this. He's under contract till 2025. He is going nowhere. The thing that I feel bad for him for is after scoring that goal the other night, last night, the gloss. He's not under contract, is he? He's under contract till 2025, yes. Where did you see that? Because I just, just read that earlier on. They were saying that people were saying that was the end of the 2023 season. And it said that he's on under contract till 2025. Yeah, well, I, I thought his contract was up next year as well, personally. Um, but anyway, yeah, well, go on, sorry. Uh, and it said, it said, like, or from what I was reading and seeing that Cristiano Ronaldo was an idol of his. He should have been the back page of all the sports sections of every paper today for scoring that winner last night at 18 years old. Yeah. And that was just completely overshadowed by Cristiano Ronaldo, what he done. Yeah. Like, completely overshadowed. United finished. I know they had a loss last week to Villa, but they finished the midpoint of the season strong. They're just outside the top four, isn't it? They're in fifth. In fifth, yeah, three points behind with a with a game in hand. Yeah, three points behind with a game in hand, and uh, their goal difference could be worse. But look, yeah. um, had had you not slipped up to Villa there last week, um, you'd be practically in that top four with your game in hand. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely, and even some of the other games are icy and as well. Like take the Newcastle game, we we, we should have won that Newcastle game. Um, you know, the Chelsea game, maybe if we had taken our chances in the first half, we would have been out of sight. You know what I mean? So yeah. we have left points behind us, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, you have left points behind you. Look, you probably would have taken this at the start of the season. Absolutely. Like the season, season, 
bit more than just a little under halfway. And um, games will come taken fast after this World Cup. The one thing is you don't want players to get injured at the World Cup. Um, but back, just back to Garen Nacho, I was reading there that Ten Hag, I was seeing if he played in pre-season or anything, he didn't play at and he played the last game. Who Did you play Sociedad or... Yeah, uh, Real uh, Vallecano, yeah. And he got minutes in that match, but up until then, in your preseason tour, he hadn't got any games. And Ten Hag yeah. said he had a bad attitude. He was late for training. That's right. Not that he feared for his future at United, but he was didn't know how much of a professional he was going to be. Yeah. But Ten Hag stated then that his mentality improved in recent weeks. They gave him his debut against Sheriff, and look, he hasn't looked back. I think he's at a club where he can improve with the team. And he can actually be a solution to certain situations or problems that United may have. Yeah. He's very young. He's not going to be starting every game. No, and you don't but want him can, starting every no, game because you but want he can to... be he can be bled into it. I don't think I know you'd love to give him that seven jersey. I wouldn't give it to him just yet. Would you not? I just I I think I think now, me personally, now again, I, I was under the impression that United have a new contract on the table for him. Um, oh, I think there is now. I think there is to get tied up. Obviously, he'll yeah. probably be now going on a contract on Do you know I think it could be, Racy? I think what it could be is that his contract, maybe his contract is ending in the summer, but United have an option of a further year that they have to trigger. But they would have triggered that already. No, I read um, 2025 anyway. Yeah. But anyway, I look, regardless of it, I have a feeling that the young lad hasn't signed a new contract yet to suss out the situation with Ronaldo. And if Ronaldo goes, I just have a feeling the young lad looks confident. He looks like a kind of lad that would say, I'll take it. You know, he looks like he has a set of shoulders on him that could carry it. Now that look, it might, he might turn into a Antonio Valencia wearing fucking number seven and end up giving it back after one season, you know, but the kid has so much talent. I mean, for no, I think bring him down there, give him 19 or something there for a few seasons, two seasons, then see where he's at with seven. Just he doesn't who, need that. Who else would you give age. it to? Would you, who, who, Anthony? Anthony would probably want it. Yeah, Anthony looks like a lad that like the United number seven slits in his eyebrows and white socks <laughs> under his socks and stuff. <laughs> you had slits in your eyebrows before. I've seen pictures of you in your early 20s with fucking slits in your eyebrows. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be either one of them if Ronaldo does go. Um, well, when Ronaldo does go, um, you know, Jaden Sancho is not going to take it. So Jaden Sancho, he can nearly do one. Yeah, I mean, he really, really needs to get his act together in this in this World Cup break. He has a chance now to. He doesn't you even know. seem too bothered though. He like he doesn't complain really about not playing, does he? He's happy out there on 150k a week. Just he's on more than that. It's a is he? <laughs> fuck, he is. This is Manchester United we're talking about. Phil Jones is on 150k, I think, and he's not even in the Premier League squad. And he still won't give up his jersey. Be fuck you want. Um, but yeah, like this Garnacho. I mean, for 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 him to have so much composure on the ball and and like his finishing. Like the two goals he scored, now the one in, in Europa League where he buried it in the, in the top corner and then the one against against Fulham the other night was a similar kind of a finish, only it was in the bottom corner. You know, I just love the positivity of him. You know, every time he gets on the ball, he's looking to take on the full back, not looking to go backwards, you know, keep possession. And look, there is times where he runs down a, you know, he runs into a dead end, you know, but I'll take that. 
you know, five, six, seven times in a game. If he scores goals every game, the way he's been scoring. And I just think sky's the limit for him. Uh, and I think I, 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 I 100% agree with you. The fact that I think he's at the right club where he can progress in a team that's basically only starting out, you know, uh, and that's been built from the ground up. And I think he has a very good manager that'll keep his feet on the ground and that can improve him and get him to, you know, the dizzying heights that he potentially, you know, can get to. Um, so, yeah. yeah I, look, there's um, just going to be a lot of pressure on him. There's going to be... Again, he's only 18. We'll see where he goes. Like, a few lads, look at McCade and them over the years that burst on and played well for four or five yeah. months and then just yeah kicked the bucket and went. I see it just on the comment section here from Paul Gregory. Said, uh, but isn't that the problem United have at the minute? There is not many senior players with the right atti at attitude to show the younger players the proper professionalism. And this could be very true. If some of the younger players see the older players not showing respect around and they all yeah. look up to Ronaldo and if he's walking around the place sulking, like well, Ronaldo's look, I, such a big figure that if he's walking around United sulking, immediately other people are going to be unhappy just because yeah. they see that he's unhappy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But look, I do think there as like, I, I, I don't think that's going to be an issue. Uh, in this, I don't think the manager would allow it to become an issue. Uh, I think the mentality we've seen in Manchester United this season has been a breath of fresh air, given what we've seen over the last couple of years with, you know, weak-minded teams and soft teams, you know. And I think the, the the new signings have had a lot to do with that. You know, Martinez coming in, Casemiro coming in, Eriksen coming in, even the likes of Malassia, you know, you know, Still has a long way to go before. Long way. You know, bef yeah, and like, but even I think, you know, the mentality that he brings in, you know, wanting to improve every day, wanting to get back into the team. Well, I think he's a young lad that as well appreciates playing for a club of Manchester United stature, one yeah, of the biggest clubs. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I don't, I don't see that as being a big problem. I think Ten Hag is doing the right thing with Ronaldo to weed out this, very similar to what Mikel well, you have, Mikel you have lads there with stink attitudes. Like, I presume Sancho doesn't have the best of attitudes. Well, by like, all accounts, San Sancho is, like, the shyest person in the world. Tony Marshall's yeah. attitude stinks at the best of times. Yeah, maybe the so. the way he carries himself around the place. Yeah, well, I think a lot of that is to do with how he carries himself. By all accounts, he's not the worst in the world. Um, Like, a lot of people think Bruno has a terrible attitude, but he has a very good one within the dressing room. You know what I mean? Um, I don't see it as being an issue. I really don't. And I think we can see that in, in the mentality that's being built within the team. Like, even with, say, the Fulham game the other night, and it's a couple of times we were after doing it where we haven't been playing well, but we're scoring goals and we're getting these last-minute goals, kind of, you know, not giving up. Yeah, you know, look, you can't be, you can't be a last-minute winner. 93rd no. or 4th-minute winner. Brilliant. Like, Brilliant. Uh, even if it you was know. against Fulham, it's not the yeah. easiest to get away place to go to. And do you know how Fulham were the better team on the night, I have to say, you know. But that's been it, the story of United season, a lot of games. I know, Racy, but... We've, We've won a this. lot of games where you haven't been the better team. Yeah, well, I know. If you're winning and you're not playing well, it's a good sign too. Yeah, exactly. Because what happens then is when you do start playing well, you start steamrolling teams, hopefully. Um, and I, I said it on, on the channel very early on in, in, in the season that 
it's going to be, it's not going to be smooth sailing. It's not going to be like that with United. It's going to be up. It's going to be down. You're going to have your scenarios where we go on a, a six-game winning streak or was it a five-game winning streak we went on like with the Liverpool and Arsenal ones thrown into that. And then you're going to have these little sticky patches, you know, where... You, you also told me that Garnacho was going to the World Cup with Argentina. I, yeah, I thought he was, but... Didn't I didn't even have the, a cap for Argentina. He played with our, he was in one of the squads, but maybe he didn't play. He was in oh. the he was in the provisional squad. Um but yeah, I thought he was gone. But I look, it's probably no harm that he's not going to be quite he only has, he's four caps for the under twenties. He was actually yeah. born in Spain in Madrid. Yeah. But that's why that's why they put him into the team because they wanted to get him capped to get him tied down or something. I remember reading. But um yeah, look, he'll be there's no rush on that kid. You know what I mean? He'll be in him eventually. Anyway. Uh, let's Dan James. Ah, look, I mean, if it was anyone else scoring against you, you know, that if it was anyone else that he scored against, I'd be happy for him. I've nothing against Dan James. No, I don't I, think I liked he, him. Yeah, I you don't know, think he could. Like, he just wasn't he just, really good enough. Nah, but he, he just tried didn't cut the best. mustard. Yeah, he did. And, cut uh, the mustard. I never heard that. You never heard that one before? Never heard that. I I do have something noted down here though, that me and you have a fifty euro bet on. We do. On the Arsenal. <laughs> the Arsenal. The Gunners. Wouldn't be like you by fifty quid. Yeah, I'll write that one down just in case I forget. Fifty beans, fifty sheets. 50 that sheets. they will finish above Manchester United. Yeah. Well. Right, let's get into our mid. Obviously, it's not mid season, but um, you yeah, know, break. It's the break for the mid season. Yeah, anyway, it's the yeah. break. Um, but let's talk about our predictions first and foremost, um, and how we think we've got on with them. Uh, obviously, look, if if we knew what was going to happen, we'd be millionaires. It'd be straight down to yeah, Ladbrokes. You know what I mean? But uh, Guan, you you go first with yours. With my predictions for the end of the season, is it? Or how our yeah. predictions are going so far? Well, yes. Yeah, so go with how your predictions are going so far. and then like Our predictions are going so far. My, my, my predictions were City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham. That was my top four. Chelsea, fifth. United, sixth. So, look, I have three of the top four teams there. Uh, didn't, really didn't think Newcastle would be doing this well. Oh, jeez, um, I don't think anyone did. Kind of had a feeling Arsenal would. Uh, I, I, I predicted them to come third. Maybe I predicted them to come fourth and New or and Tottenham third. I'm not 100% sure. But, um, yeah, look, Liverpool are just letting me down there big time. But they're after springing a bit of life back into it. I was think they've won eight out of their last ten or something. There. Yeah, they're grinding out results in fairness to them. Like, um, oh, they're way off the lead, but they're not way off top four. No, they're only... Let me see, seven, they, they, seven points off with a game in hand. Yeah, with their game in hand too. And uh, as we said, like there's 14 games played, so 25, 24 games left this season to play. Still plenty to play for. And they have been ravaged with injuries, to be fair to them. I know like, you're kind of probably delighted seeing them having this blip. But oh, like, uh, well, it's, not, it's just nice seeing United ahead of them for once over the last Yeah, year. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, look, that's fair enough. But like, uh, move... Uh, on to your predictions there, or just if we were looking at the bottom end of the table, uh, I can't. I remember. I can't even fully remember what I did. I remember I did not. I had Nottingham Forest down there. Yeah. I think I had Bournemouth down there, and um, I don't even know for definite who else. Yeah, I had. 
I had Leeds, Bournemouth, and surely Nottingham Forest. I Fulham think was I had, it? I think I had Fulham in it. Yeah, pretty certain I had Fulham in it. Yeah, but like I had Nottingham Forest just outside the relegation. I had them in seventeenth. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for Southampton and 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 Wolves, like Wolves are rock bottom at the table. Um, on ten points now, there's not a lot in it down there. You know, there's, you know, there's between there's only six points between twentieth and fourteenth. You know what I mean? So it is tight enough. My predictions at the start, obviously, I went with City first, Liverpool second. I went with Spurs in third and United in fourth. Um, so you're the same as me. You three of the four there. Uh, no. Do you not? Have, oh no, I you. Have, don't. I only have two. Because I put Arsenal just outside. Obviously, I had my United hat on. Um, had you not I had Arsenal finishing in fifth, which oh no, I think I, I think I had Arsenal finishing in sixth. Yeah, I Chelsea, don't even know if you had him in the, fifth. I don't even know if you had him in the top six because you you used to give Arsenal a very hard time. No, I did. I did. I had I him remember, in the top. I had him in the I had him finishing sixth just below Chelsea. You went with Arsenal, or you went with United into top four because I remember specifically. You said, "Will I go with me heart or me head?" And I told you, "Your head is big enough, so you may go with that." <laughs> so you couldn't remember what position I went with, but you could remember saying, "My head was big enough." Yeah, Harry Maguire head on you. That, that makes sense. And he's gone. Yeah, is he? He'll be gone at the Harry end of the Maguire, season. Harry Maguire. Yeah. Look, I see Leicester interested. Fifteen million. I was reading. Yeah. Look, I don't. I. I. I think. Um. I'm liking the fact that there's. So much rootlessness there with Ten Hag. I mean, he's also said about Donny van de Beek, who he's worked with before and has great time for. He has to fucking prove himself, and if he's not, he's gone. You know. So. Yeah, it's a hundred percent right. It's a hundred percent right. Geez, he's had done. he's had a whirlwind start to his Manchester United managerial career. Managerial career, yeah. Righty, I think he's handled it. I mean, name me a give me a scenario that he hasn't handled well. <sighs> You know what I mean? He's, yeah, well, I don't know that many scenarios. So, like, well, he's handled as if he's like unbelievable. No, no, I just, no, I'm just saying, like, I, I, how he handles the media, I think, is very good. He handles the Harry Maguire situation very good at the start of the season in relation to the captaincy, and people were saying he's going to change the captain. He handled multiple Ronaldo scenarios perfectly. Um, I think he's doing a brilliant job. I really do, and it's not just saying that as a as a United fan. Look, I think he's absolutely brilliant, um, and I think given the time and the resources, you know, in a couple of years, I think we'll hopefully we'll be challenging for titles, whether we win them or not. In a um, few years, is that what like? So when would you want to be challenging for a title? I would want to be challenging for a title in his third season. So I would give him. This year to, to go for top four, next year to a hundred percent be in the top four, and then the third so next year's then. not even a challenge. I don't think so. No, I don't no. think so. And the reason I think that is because of the depth in the squad at the moment. We spent two hundred million in the summer, and we're still paper thin. You know, and if we're talking about selling Harry Maguire, selling Donny Van de Beek, selling Fred, there are three signings that you have to make to make up the numbers, and we're still paper thin with that. You know, it's going to be it's going to be another two summer transfer windows, I think, before he really has a squad that he can say, right, I'm happy with this. Let's go. You know, and do you Look, think overall Manchester United fans are happy with that? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. 
uh, the the energy that I'm getting and, and the, the kind of feedback that I'm getting off of off of doing these videos and doing the lives and stuff, I think United fans are happy with you know the long the long game because of what of how positive it's been in such a short period of time under Ten Hag. I think if we were if we were playing the same way that we played last year with you know weak mentality and you know fucking bending over for teams I think then there'd be questions going saying oh man how long is this going to go on for but the fact that he's turned it around so quickly he has us playing a good style of football um, and he has us fucking fighting forever and the men you know within the Manchester United fan base I think there's a real there's a real um, there's a real likability to this team you know where fans are fucking right behind the team Um you know, you see when we score goals, like I said, a goal in at at uh, away at Chelsea and things like that. Um, so yeah, I'm happy with him, man. I really am. I think he's doing a great job. And if I mean, if 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 the upward trajectory is as steep as it has been in the last three months, three to four months since he's taken over, then we'll get there a lot quicker. But I don't think we'll we'll keep the trajectory going as quickly. Um, but a couple of cups along the way, you would hope if we can. Obviously, we don't have a good draw in the in the Europa League, but um, I mean that would be a statement of intent if you could get over that Barcelona draw, you know, and get into the last sixteen of the yeah, the worst Barcelona side in fifteen years. But they're still top of La Liga. Yeah, you know what so I mean. A lot for La Liga. Yeah, I does, I does, I know that. But you still have fucking Lewandowski that's playing up through the middle. You know what I mean? So ah, but you have um, Martinez who you rave about. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Um, but he's okay, suspended. Just... He's suspended for the first round of it. Or oh, uh, is he in the new camp? Yeah. So... We will move on to team of the year, and then we'll finish up with a bit of World Cup. Yeah. Ticket. Right, go on. Off you go. Team of the year. I will leave it to you first. So this is our team of the season so far, guys. Um, anyone who's in the comments, who's watching there, if you want to get your team of the season in as well, let us know in the chat. Um, but yeah, give us your give us your team of the season. Okay, so, so I'm going with a four-one-three-two. I'd never play that formation in anything, but it's a formation <laughs> that fits the players I want to put in here. Right. Um. So in the goal, it was very tight between Pope and Ramsdale. Uh, they both have seven clean sheets each. They're both doing very well, but look, I have to go at Ramsdale. They're top of the league at the break. I have to give it to Ramsdale. Right full is Trippier, captain of Newcastle. I I actually watched the whole Newcastle and Chelsea match the other day. Newcastle actually plays some fantastic football. Yeah. They play some great football to watch. That Bruno Gamera's in midfield is an absolute yeah. baller. Two centre-halves. You'll enjoy this one. I'm going with the two centre-halves from Arsenal. The two centre-halves from Arsenal, they're in left full Cancelo. And then CDM sitting in front of them, Rodri. Three attackers, Kevin De Bruyne, Odegaard and James Madison. Up top is Ivan Tony and Haaland. And look, there's it's the midpoint. It's open to debate. It's open to argument. You could say yeah. Almiron could be in there. I don't have any Manchester United players in there. The only player that I think from Manchester United, if I could or if I may put in there, would be Martinez. But for Martinez to play well, I'd have to put Varane in there too. Right, okay. 
Okay. Yeah, you don't think he's played well since Fran's got injured? I think he's done all right, but I think he's the butcher. Like Fran is the surgeon. You Yeah. Like, he yeah, is but... I, I'm not I'm not taking it from him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Varane is your Rolls Royce defender that like the two of them just bounce off each other, play very well together. And I like playing beside Varane one week and then Lindelof the others, like playing beside chalk and cheese. <laughs> you, you know, Lindelof followed his lad out to right wing uh two weeks ago. Who brushed him off in midfield? Ollie Watkins. Yeah. Left a gaping hole in the back. Like Lindelof. No, not Martinez, oh, oh, sorry, Lindelof. Sorry, Lindelof. And I'm sorry. saying this takes down Martinez's performance then because yeah. you're obviously not playing beside a player of the same quality as you were the yeah, week before. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not a bad team. I've got a couple of Manchester United players in. I'll let yeah, you know that straight away. Um, obviously, it's called the United Community Channel and I love United, so... So I've gone with again. I was a flip of a kind, like you yeah. said, between between Pope and Ramsdale. I've actually gone with Pope, yeah, um, because and I, I you know, I've, I was looking at stats and I was looking at everyone. And I said, Jesus, this is so close. But but what tipped it for me is that he has more points in the fantasy. Yeah, so, and I went on and I looked at fantasy too, and there's plenty of other keepers with more points than Ramsdale. What just tipped it for me though was that they're top of the Premier League. Like, yeah. And there and Newcastle's defense are the two best defenses in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. DKC, I don't know. Is that Dicky Casey? Says that's, no Liverpool, no Liverpool player, Ricey, you're a bad egg. <laughs> that's the original slabhead. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've gone with Pope in the goal. I've gone with Delo at right back. I think, uh, and that's uh, that's a personal choice. I think he's been phenomenal for United this season, and it, and, and I think what's what's I think it showed last night against Fulham how much we missed him when Malassia was playing uh, at at right back. Uh, he's after. I, I think probably one of the main reasons why I wanted to put him in is how much he's improved. Um, where he's went from basically non-existence at Manchester United to yeah, saying, look, we, as we, we said, saying now we need a backup right back, not an actual proper right back. You know what I mean? As we said, it's all a matter of opinion. I just don't know how you have him in there ahead of Trippier. Anyway, I've thought, go on. If you're just not being biased and just trying to fit a United player in there, like Trippier is being the best way for the Premier League this season. I disagree. (laughs) The Um, only United player you could try and fit in. No, I have another one in as well. Uh, So I've gone with Cancelo, obviously, at left-back. I've gone with uh, Saliba and Martinez uh, as the two. Um, because that I would have been my other two, that, to be fair. Yeah, because I think uh, Saliba is the kind of Varane version at Arsenal. You know yeah, what I mean? No, He's that raw rice. I, I think they would work very well together. Uh, yeah, I've gone with a four-three-three uh, yeah. as well. Kind of a well, a four-one-two-three. Uh, I've gone with Xhaka, De Bruyne, and Odegaard in the middle. So they, you know, that's three Arsenal players. I've, I've and I, I actually uh, have written down on mine Rodri shla- slash Xhaka yeah but I was like it, it's kind of I had given a few Arsenal players the benefit of the doubt yeah and like City are up there with them too so yeah well the, I, th- I think the main reason why I gave it to, to Xhaka ahead of um, Rodri is 
the fact that he's literally after coming from nowhere. Yeah, you know, yeah, like he was written I, off. I 100% agree. I 100% agree. And I think I Odegaard, Odegaard is a is, baller. Yeah, he's silky smooth, really, isn't he? He could um, be, I think, at, at this current point, obviously with Haaland, he could be right up there at this current point for Premier League player of the year. Yeah, yeah. Up yeah, to oh, this yeah. point. Absolutely. And sure, look, De Bruyne is De Bruyne then as well. Yeah. So he, he's definitely going in. And the three up top, slightly off balance a little bit. Obviously, Haaland goes through the middle. I put Almer on, uh, uh, on one of the white positions and I have Ivan Tony as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you could easily slot that into a into a 4-2, a 4-1. 3-2, three two, that's three what I do. Like what you have, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like you could have Xhaka sitting with the Bryna and uh, Odegaard and fucking Almiron there and Tony and Haaland up front or whatever it is, you know yeah. what I mean? But I think Almiron is absolutely burning it up. He is, and season. I felt bad for letting, leaving him out, but I just gave Madison the nod there. Just, I think he has six, six, seven goals and yeah. four or five assists. Do you reckon Madison gets into the England team? Think he starts? I don't know. I think, like, What's it called? Southgate could be doing this in a way. Remember a few years ago he brought, was it to the last Euros that he brought Grealish? But he almost brought Grealish because he was bowing to the pressure of everybody being like... Grealish had very few caps, if any caps, I think, before that Euros. Maybe yeah. had one or two caps. And like everyone was like, how isn't he bringing Grealish? Do you know, Grealish should be at this. Then he brought Grealish and played him very little. But I think it was nearly more to keep to keep the mentality happy or to keep the crowd happy, if if that makes sense. Uh, I'd like to see Madison doing it. He's kind of copped on in recent years. He's used to have a fierce bad attitude. Yeah. Um, again, it's, it's a good segue, f- though. It's a good segue. So we'll move on into the World Cup. Um, yeah. And uh, first of all, I'd like to know your thoughts, obviously, on the Winter World Cup. And what what do you make of it? And are you looking forward to it? Uh, you know, is it is it something you'd rather have in the summer? You know, what what do you make of it being switched to the winter? Mm, wouldn't be the biggest fan of it now, to be honest. But look, it's here. We have to get up with it. We have to. We may embrace it and enjoy it while it's here, but I would much rather a summer World Cup. I would much rather summer pints, watching World Cups in the beer garden having something to look forward to like that for the summer. Like, we already have a feast of football coming up to Christmas anyway. I'd be more than happy just to see the Premier League for the next three or four weeks. Yeah. And then look forward to the Christmas festive period. Now we're going to watch... I don't think we'll really realise the World Cup is actually on until we start watching the first few games. You know, when you see maybe yeah. your Senegal's playing someone else or... Do you know some of these lower teams when and you see their fans all out in full colours and voice kind of gets into the mood for it? But Jesus, very, very tough on the players. Even if they are on 300 grand a week and people are like, oh, they get paid enough. We play junior football and you could play train Tuesday, train Thursday, match Sunday. And then maybe during the summer months, you might have a match on a Sunday, a match on a Wednesday and a match on a Sunday for two consecutive weeks. And lads would be picking up injuries left, right and centre and you'd be very tired. You'd be complaining on the Wednesday your legs are t- still tired from the Sunday. I know they do this full time and they're on big money. But they people get worn out. 10 pints of Guinness after a match like we would either. No, but people get worn out. Yeah, like, they're I only know. human. Like, yeah. 
there has to be something done about it. I totally agree with you. And I have a feeling I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I have a feeling if 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 match fixtures keep if they keep piling on match fixtures and new tournaments and you know you, you can now have more teams in a tournament and this and that and there are more games, more games, more games. Eventually what's gonna happen is players are gonna go on strike, you know, and they're just gonna say, All right, we're not playing, you know, and I can see that happening down the line if this continues to go on. Um you know, like player welfare has to come into it at some point because, you know, we've seen only 18 months ago, Christian Eriksen. Now, obviously had nothing got to do with, you know, the fact that he was maybe played too much. I don't think that, that you know, had an impact on it. It was just maybe a condition that he had. But you're going to burn players out if you're playing them too much. And like there was there was one thing I think I heard there that if if Argentina, for example, get to the World Cup final, and they play in the World Cup final, say Martinez that plays for United will have a game three days later in the Premier League, I think. You know, or the, the yeah, but Cup sure, or um, Is it not Man City and Liverpool are playing on, are fixed for their Carabao Cup on, I think, December the 18th and the World Cup final is December the 17th. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're the same. We're playing two days later, I think. Oh, yeah, but you've no worries on you. Do you have anyone gone to the World Cup? Fuck off. Don't be annoying me. <laughs> but um, um, but no, anyway, yeah. What, what do you reckon? Who do you think? Who are you look, going with? I know you're going Brazil. i seen it on your channel there, on your TikTok. So you're going supporting Brazil. I Deep down, I'd like to see Brazil win it. Yeah, but look, for the crack, I'll go Argentina. Yeah. Just I'll just go someone different. I'd be happy to see either of them two win it. Look, it would be unbelievable to see Messi lift the World Cup. It would be. Like, it, it would, would be. really. After this whole, whatever this, you'd call this that Ronaldo's going through at the minute. If Messi won that World Cup, he'd be the goal. I'd change from Ronaldo to Messi yeah, if he I would, wins it. I would. And it's nothing got to do with the fact that I don't like Ronaldo anymore. But if... And I used to be Messi, and then I, when Ronaldo done it in different leagues, I switched to Ronaldo, and it was in that kind of period where Messi went to PSG. Ah, you'd have to be Ronaldo, though, being a United fan. I no, I was, I was, I was Messi all along. Um, even when, well, obviously, you know, Ronaldo was after going, and when he was ripping it up with with Real Madrid, I was, I was still saying, "Nah, Messi's just special." Um, but then I switched to Ronaldo because. Of obviously his goal goal scoring record, doing it in different leagues. But if Messi wins that World Cup, he, he no one can touch him. No, Brazil are due a World Cup though. Do you know they like, are? They are. They haven't won a World Cup. When was 2002, 20 years? Now, the one thing I would say as well is, I think Portugal have a sick team, not a don't. sick squad. Do you not think so? No. Like, do you not look at some of the players that they have there and say? Hang like, on, I'll get it up here. I'll get it up. Um, you know, like especially in attacking areas, uh, I, I, I think they have um Yeah, but Jack, if you look at the teams, I was looking so many teams are so top heavy. Uh like, yeah. just for instance, we'll go through the Argentina team here. Now I know some of these are older, but like you have Messi, you have Latoro Martinez, uh you have Dibala. Ah fuck it, they're not even that top heavy, forget about it. Right, let me give you the Portuguese team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Costa, Rui Patricio, and Jose Sa as goalkeeper, three class goalkeepers, right? Oh, yeah, because they might use all three of them. 
Yeah, but defenders, you have Cancelo, Delo, Pepe, Ruben Diaz, Pereira, Antonio Silva, Nuno Mendes, and Guerrero. Okay. Midfield, you have William, Ruben Neves, Palinha, Bruno Fernandes, Vitinha, Otavio, uh, Mateus Nunez, Bernardo Silva, and Joe Mario. And then up Sounds front, like have, Brazil's B team. And then up front, you have Ronaldo, Joe Felix, Rafael Liao, uh, uh, Gonzalo Ramos, like not being, Silva. Not being smart. Uh, not being smart. I know you're calling out all these players and you're calling them out as if they're class, but do you even know half them? I don't. Yeah, I do. Who's Joe Palina? Joe Palina was playing last night for um, Fulham. Absolutely. Fulham. Who's Otavio? I don't know who he is. Or like, I don't know all of. I don't know. I know all who's Bettina. I just don't know. Him. I, I don't know a lot of these. Yeah, but I mean, you would pull a very strong starting eleven out. Yeah, of that. yeah, yeah. I know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. You know who? What team was I like? Look. Look how stacked Brazil are, like finishes ah, yeah. to Rodrigo, Richarlison. I know he's not Rafino, Pedro, Neymar, Gabriel Martinelli, like Gabriel yeah. Jesus, Anthony. They're just all the attackers. Yeah. Like Yeah, Paul I is know. asking what's the German squad like. One keep talking, I'll get it up there. No, but German squad, I have I'll get the German squad here. I looked through the German squad the other day. It, in my opinion, it's not a great German squad. And the reason so, I'm no. saying it's not a great German squad is because I don't know a lot of the names. I know yeah. I'm not an expert, Ratton, but you know you generally would know a lot. I mean, even they're, even they're like in defence there and looking at it now, the only two I really know are Rudiger and Schuler. No, there's a good there's a good few of them there. Um, a lot of them playing in Germany. There's a good few. I think yeah. there's three Dortmund defenders. Yeah, but even their attackers, right? You have Sané, Muller, Kimmich, uh, Kai Havertz, he's not really ripping it up either. Gundogan is there. Mario Goza, he's I know, but there's like getting getting on his Gennabry like is there. Unbelievable, but like if you if you match them up there with the Brazil team, how many of them will get into it? Maybe Goretzka would probably get into it. Yeah, you know, like how many of them would like Kimmich would probably gain around there, but like none of them attackers would really get in there. Yeah, you're probably right. You're I, probably I, right. I, I, I'm not saying. I'm just saying that's just a matter of opinion that I didn't think it was that strong a Germany team. But so, look, it is yeah. the World Cup. But it's I mean, the, right? Are, are you saying then it's basically between? It's basically between Brazil and, and no. Can I don't know what way the draw goes after. Can they meet before the quarter? Before the final? Like if they can meet no, before the final, I think they're separate. I think they're separate. Someone they? said they were. Now I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, like if we. The Netherlands actually have a decent squad. Well, they they've, decent, they've a decent eleven anyway. Yeah, but you get, yeah, it's crazy that they have never won a World Cup. Um, but it, you can never write out. No, they never won one. No. Um, I actually got get, pulled out in a draw for the. Do you know, like um, a few me, we did a York there uh, in work, and I got pulled out with I've England. You get two teams each. Yeah. I've England and Mexico, so I don't even want to win the money. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's coming right. home, right, man? Let's wrap it up. Um, I appreciate it, guys. Everyone who's watching and everyone who's listened. Um, if you have, um, if you are listening back to this, um, 
please do give us a five star review if you're listening on Spotify or wherever you do listen. Uh, please like the video as well if you're watching live uh, on, on YouTube. Uh, we're going to be back on Sunday for the opening World Cup game. Watch along on the channel, guys. United Community channel on YouTube and on TikTok. So make sure you follow us uh, over there. Uh, and of course, then we'll be back uh, next week with a podcast World Cup special. Uh, and yeah, keep an eye out on social media, guys. Uh, daily Manchester United content on TikTok and on YouTube. Um, But until the next time, appreciate it. Thanks for listening.